Welcome to the Gigabyte Podcast, a bi-weekly download of information from the city of Gig Harbor, hosted by Mayor Tracy Markley. Welcome to the Gigabyte Podcast. This is episode two. I'm Mayor Tracy Markley, and I'm here with our Communication and Tourism Director, Laura Pettit. It's nice to see you, Laura. Well, thank you so much, Mayor, for, for joining us today. And I know we're here to do a couple of things in this episode. We're going to recap our recent council meeting. We're going to talk a little bit about upcoming events through the harbor. Uh, and we're going to focus on a little bit on one of our community partners. Sounds great. Wonderful. Well, leading into that, too, let's talk a little bit about our council meeting. Uh, so recently, we had a presentation from the Gig Harbor Senior Center. Can you tell us a little bit more about the group and uh, the city's commitment to our seniors? Yes, they gave a great presentation. We were so honored to have Joyce and Julie from the the Senior Center there. Um, they We so appreciate their efforts through the COVID-19 pandemic. They continued to deliver meals, thousands of meals to seniors. Um, they delivered fresh produce. They still encouraged activities just kind of throughout, through their own, in their own homes. Um, even though they couldn't be together, they really kept their group together and made sure that our senior senior community was taken care of during that time. And I just loved hearing about all of the different efforts and, and the things that they did um, during that time and then what they're still doing now. Tell us a little bit more about where the Gig Harbor Senior Center is currently, uh, where they are within the process of finding a home. So I believe they have looked at a piece of property that they are interested in, and I'm anxious to see what happens with that. Um, the city is fully supportive of them finding a permanent home and anything that we can do to help once they do find either a, a building that's already constructed or whether they build on vacant land, whether it be inside city limits or outside, we and, and this council has always been supportive of their programming and what they do for our senior community. Absolutely. They do great work in, in bringing together and forming a community as well as that nourishment that you talked about both with food and with connection. Yes. So we're very appreciative to them. Well, one of the other topics that we covered at that council meeting was that uh, the police department's been approved to order two new Ford hybrid police cars. Uh, tell us about their needs there. Yes. So recently we've had um, two cars that have had to be replaced due to damage from fleeing vehicles from impaired drivers. Um, the hybrid models are, they fit into the city's strategic plan um, with their, our goals for climate change and, and being responsible with the environment. We are looking forward to installing additional electric vehicle charging stations throughout the city, as well as at City Hall, and looking forward to adding more of these to our fleet. Um, hard. It's been very hard for uh, Chief Busey to find vehicles. Everybody's experiencing this issue with things just being stalled and inventory not being available, but we were able to find these. And so I'm very appreciative that council approved these vehicles because they are sorely needed. Absolutely. So parts of that, that comp plan update too, is our climate change uh, comp plan amendments. And I know that our community development department has been working on that as well. So this really aligns well with the council's vision for overall where the city is headed with. Yes, change. absolutely. Very good. I know one of the fun things that we did at this last council meeting too, was that we recognized the Gig Harbor Canoe and Kayak Racing Team. They had a really big win. Tell us a little bit about it. Yes. Um, gosh, there were over a hundred of these athletes 
uh, young and older that came into the council chambers and just filled the entire back of the room. It was it was phenomenal. Um, we had Coach Allison with us, Coach Allen, um, other team members and 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 coaches were there. We had uh, visitors from Quebec and from France, um, athletes that came to practice here for three weeks. And um, but the the kayak team won the 2022 American Canoe Association Sprint National Championship in August, which is a huge accomplishment. Um, so I, I gave a proclamation just honoring that win and honoring the team. They are really active in our harbor. Um, I'm sure you've seen these kiddos carrying their kayaks along the sidewalk over their heads. They're they're just phenomenal athletes. All of these all of these kids. Um, it is. It's so great to see these kids working so hard and anything that gets kids off electronics, in my opinion, is a, is a good thing. Um, our support of the team has been really strong in the last couple of years. We added the community paddler's dock this past summer at Ansich Waterfront Park. And we also worked with the team to provide LTAC grants for the Paddler's Cup um, event that happens in April. And then the newer Narrows Challenge, which happens every October. And I happened to attend. I attended the first annual one last year. and It was a blast. And I attended this year on October 8th. And um, this this was the the race where we had our Quebec and France visitors, and um, it was just so amazing to see all of these athletes from three countries. They switch countries every three or every year. They switch hosting hosting countries and cities, and so this was our year to host these folks. And they had some of these, the athletes stayed in host homes, others were um, uh, in hotels and, and other places. But it was just wonderful to see them all around town for a few weeks and just really let them get a taste. I know Coach Allen mentioned some of them had barbecue and corn on the cob for the first time and <laughs> they loved it. And so um, it was just, it's, it's, they, they bring a lot of honor to our team as do a lot of our other sports groups, which we'll be mentioning in upcoming podcasts. Absolutely. And that's a really athletic pursuit too. I don't know if, if our audience has been in a racing kayak, but it is hard to stay in. It it is hard, and actually, um, yeah, the the currents out there were were pretty strong that day, and they they still just did an amazing job. And also, the racing team has provided a great amount of opportunity for kids within the harbor to become to really be an incubator for talent. Uh, we even had you know Nevin Harrison who won the Olympic gold yes. in kayak race or kind of canoe racing this past year. So that's that's just a huge opportunity, and they really bring a great dimension to our 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 community as well. They really do. On to another topic, water related as well. Uh, so a few members of the public have noticed and reported some greenish brown foam in the water near Scansy Park. Uh, and at our recent council meeting, Public Works Director Jeff Langhelm reported a little bit about this. Tell us more. What is that stuff? So this is not raw sewage to put everyone's minds at ease (laughs) that haven't already heard this. It is not raw sewage is what was suspected by some of our community members, um, which would be concerning if it was. Mm -hmm. And I can assure you that we would know if that was what it was going on. We have a stellar wastewater treatment plant and they have over the last 14 out of the last 15 years, they have received a perfect score meaning no violations, zero violations of any of the National Pollutant Discharge Elimination System. And this is 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. We are in exceptionally good hands. So what this foam is, is it is a naturally occurring phenomenon. 
It happens as organic material from algae blooms decay. Mm -hmm. And so from the Department of Ecology, we found out each spring Puget Sound gets an influx of fresh water from melting snow that fuels the rivers. And then this mixes with salt water and creates this warm surface layer where these algae blooms can happen. So in the fall, as the temperature cools, you can see the decay of this algae. And actually, Public Works Director Langholm was able to share with us a picture from Anderson Island where he was at a couple weekends ago. And um, he was canoeing and, and was canoeing right through the same exact brownish green foam. So everything is is good. It's all good. This is natural. And Harbor Wild Watch confirmed that for us as well. So additional questions, if you're interested in this process, you can always stop by Harbor Wild Watch downtown at the Scanzi House and ask them more questions about it. What a great local resource, too, to tell us a little bit about our naturally occurring flora and fauna. Yes. Well, on that note, too, uh, on the shoreline, we're, we've all been so excited about the unveiling of our fisherman, our guardian, the new 14-foot honoring carving that's right there on our shoreline, Austin Park at 12 Estuary. That was a really long-term effort by city staff uh, in partnership with the Puyallup Tribe. But we also want to recognize some citizen volunteers that worked on sourcing the artwork and and really had that interest in bringing this to fruition. And I know it was a, a long effort, maybe I think six or seven years. Yeah. Yeah. It was a pleasure to have the honoring committee um, at the council meeting as well on Monday night. And we were able to um, honor all of them, uh, especially Gary Williamson, who brought this forward and um, really carried this vision throughout the six years and saw it over the finish line. And it was such an honor. We had um, our city administrator took a, a beautiful photograph of Gary and his wife, which we had framed and we presented to him uh, from, from the ceremony. And it was just really special to be able to give that to Gary and to honor the entire committee that has worked so hard on this and honor our staff as well, because this, this was a big effort and it's just beautiful. It's just beautiful. So we encourage you to go see the the carving um, down at Austin Park at Tualka Estuary. And it acknowledges the Scobosh Band of the Puyallup Tribe of Indians as the original inhabitants of Gig Harbor. And read the historical reference plaques along Harborview Drive. We have um, repurposed cement pylons that have um, plaques that describe the 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 history in detail. And, and it's just, it's really neat to walk along and read the history of, of the Squabosh band. And then also to tie back into the canoe and kayak racing in the Harbor, the Squabosh band of the Puyallup tribe of Indians, also known as the Swiftwater people were the first to learn how to navigate these currents of the Harbor and out into the Puget, Puget sound under the Narrows bridge where it's crazy strong under there. Um, and it was amazing to think of that as I was watching the race and, and just, hearing about the strong currents that the athletes faced when they were out there and just, it just really tied into the the history of canoeing in, in our area. And that started with, started with the Squabosh people. Yeah. That's amazing. We have, we have quite a great rich history here in Gig Harbor. So it's wonderful to see those, those contextual references too. Yeah. Well, heading into one of our other items that, that we discussed at that council meeting. Uh, so, this is an interesting one, and maybe you can provide a little bit of, of uh, detail here. Council unanimously approved an ordinance formally adopting a process for declaring items as surplus and selling and disposing those items. Uh, that allows the city administrator and staff to declare items under $10,000 as surplus without council authorization. Over $10,000, they, they still need, council still needs to approve. Uh, but tell us a little bit more on how the change will affect the city. 
Yes. So we have been working very hard to streamline a lot of processes across the city, and this is one of them. Um, This will help us to be more efficient by being able to surplus sooner rather than later and enable the city to collect market value prices for our used goods and ensure that we get something in return for the things that we no longer use. So, um, you know, so for example, if the police department needs to retire 35 tasers, We don't have to wait two weeks or four weeks to get it on a council meeting agenda for them to be able to recycle those or get market value for those or, or, and, and then hold up the purchase of getting the new ones that they need. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's just one example, but this happens across all departments with all kinds of things that are under that $10,000 threshold. Um, and so this is just one of many code updates that the city is doing and working on to keep us current and efficient. So shout out to our city clerk, Josh Stecker, who is working very hard on housekeeping ordinances to uh, really streamline a lot of process across all departments of the city. That's great. Getting more done more efficiently. Yes. That's the name of the game. <laughs> Well, I know there's a lot happening throughout town too, and maybe you can tell us a little bit more about uh, some of the big things that are happening. We're we're here in the middle of October, so it's October. I know, fast. hard to believe. It's hard to believe. It's been almost a year since I started <laughs> in January. I feel like I'm like, how are we at o- Oktoberfest already? Um, so if you haven't noticed, Gig Harbor has a lot of breweries uh, to experience this month. And we really have a regional reputation, which is, I think it's amazing. And so I encourage you to explore some of our destinations. And it's a it's a great way to spend a fall weekend. Um, I'll just, t- to name a few, Gig Harbor Brewing is located downtown. Locust Cider has moved their headquarters from Woodenville down here to Gig Harbor, which is exciting. Seven Seas has relocated right by Locust temporarily while they start renovations on their waterfront brewery property. Wet Coast is a great local spot on Kimball. They have amazing cranberry cider. I don't know if they have it this year, but they had it last year, I think. It's delicious. Sounds delicious. I'm just going to put that little plug in there for cranberry cider. Um, And Dunnigan's Pub and Brewery is over on the west side near the Inn of Gig Harbor. And then we have the Beer Vault in Purdy, which has an amazing view of Burley Lagoon. They have these huge garage doors. I just was in there um, for the first time recently um, when the weather was still fairly hot. It was in the 80s that day. And the breeze going through there was just great. And their outdoor area with their little lights. And it's just, it's really a, it's really a cool little spot for Purdy. So we're happy for Purdy. Yes. Great, great addition. And then Hop Farm in the downtown core. Uh, right out on Judson Street, all great options, all really unique craft crafted tastes. So if we, whatever you're in the mood for, you will find it in Gig Harbor. And they've all really got to focus on local, whether they're they do. self-crafted or sourced regionally. We love to see that. Yes, it's great. Well, there's the other big event happening at the end of October, and that is Halloween. And I know adults and kids are so excited to see it return to to normalcy and uh, and to be back in person. Tell us a little bit about what's going on for Halloween in the Harbor. Yeah, we are so excited to have these events um, back in person. I know our businesses are excited to see the little kiddos and and their parents coming through. You know, it, it's just going to be so amazing. Um, so Uptown is hosting their awesome giant par- pumpkin carving on Friday, October 28th. And we are pleased to welcome artist Russ Leno. Um, can't wait to see that. On Sunday, October 30th, we have the annual costume contest and bike ride, the Rattle Dem Bones contest through downtown that's put on um, by the Greater Gig Harbor Foundation. 
And then on Monday, October 31st, there's trick-or-treating throughout Uptown businesses from 4 to 6 p.m. And the Downtown Waterfront Alliance is bringing back trick-or-treat in the harbor from 3 o'clock to 6 o'clock p.m. So lots of really great safe options for the kiddos to come out and get candy and parents and and, uh, relatives to come out and just enjoy each other's company and... um, so excited to see all these littles in their costumes. And you might even see myself or some council members, maybe in costume, maybe not. So we might be wandering around down downtown and uptown. So keep an eye out for us. And um, again, so nice to be back in person. Happy to be going in and out of our businesses again. Absolutely. I think there's a lot of little people who are very excited for the very excited. candy hall. My teenager's excited. So <laughs> Well, it's also a different season here in Gig Harbor. It's fundraising season, so we've got a lot happening. Um, tell us a little bit about how Gig Harborites can can get involved and and give back. Uh, I know there's a couple things coming up in the next couple of days. Um, October 29th, Hands of Hope hosts their gala at Ocean 5, and this is a program that supports programs for homeless and at-risk students in Gig Harbor and the Key Peninsula. Um they do amazing things, this organization, for these these kiddos. Um, tickets are well and young adults, you know, one of their one of their niche um, age groups are kids that have aged out of the mm-hmm. foster care system. And they give them a place to stay until I believe till they're 21. So it's pretty phenomenal. Um, tickets are $150 a person, and you can also find info on their website as well. Um and in our next podcast, you'll hear from one of our local business owners who is really an active presence in the in the fundraising community here in Gig Harbor and has really great ideas about how you can get involved as well, whether you own a business or not, or whether you just want to be a, a participant in a fundraising event. He has um, some really great ideas. So can't yeah. wait for you to hear from him next week. Absolutely. And how to strengthen our community through, through giving back too. Yes. So wonderful. Well, Mayor, I know that we're coming to the end of our episode number two. Uh, Is there anything else that we'd like to share with the community today? Just enjoy this beautiful fall cozy season. They're calling it the cozy season. So we're just going to jump on board with that. I'm so looking forward to seeing people out and about in their sweaters and, and holding their coffee and just, you know, we, we don't, we don't mind rain around here. We don't mind cold weather It's just nice to see people's smiling faces and just enjoy. I think our summer weather might be coming to an end at the end of this week. I see some rain and 50s in the forecast, so I'm actually really looking forward to it. I love the rain and the wind and the fog and all things fall. So um, just enjoy yourselves out there. Stay safe, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. This has been an official podcast from the City of Gig Harbor. Thank you for listening. For more information, visit cityofgigharbor.net. If you have ideas for future podcasts or specific questions on today's topics, email communications at gigharborwa.gov. 